0: Well, hello, Wilshire. Welcome back. Uh, We are glad that you are with us in this virtual format. This is week four of our virtual worship services. Once again, let me stress Jeremy Beller has done this incredible feat of learning all these extra skills. Uh, They don't cover this in grad school. Let me tell you learning all these extra skills to be able to put this all together and deliver it to us in a timely manner. Please give him thanks. Um, he told me this week that other churches have been calling and saying, how are you guys doing that? What's going on? And he's been helping them to do some of the same things. So uh, give him a pat on the back. Um, Keep strong. Keep praying. Keep reading your Bible. Keep uh, taking care of your loved ones and uh, anybody you can reach out to in a safe way. Seems to be working based on the current news accounts. Um, the experts have been revising the... Uh, infection count lower and the infection curve is shortened so uh, I think they didn't expect Americans uh, to be quite as uh, willing to take these steps and uh, so I believe that uh, it, it is working so keep it up and stay strong and here in Wilshire we're gonna finish today our study of the book of Matthew that we've been doing for several months We are ready for Matthew chapter 28. If you've got your Bibles, open up to Matthew chapter 28. This, of course, is the story of the resurrection. In some ways, this is what everything builds up to, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Different gospels give us different details. It was a big event. It was an event that came uh, through people's memories in a variety of ways, and God's inspiration leads Matthew to tell certain details and Luke to tell others. And that's okay. We like to see what the Holy Spirit led Matthew to say. And here are the details that he gives us. Starting in verse 1, After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene, the other Mary, went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for the angel of the Lord came down from heaven, and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He's not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come see the place where he lay. Then quickly go and tell his disciples he has risen from the dead, is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I've told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy. He ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly, Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him. They clasped his feet. They worshiped him. And then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. This is a remarkable set of events. He's not here. The entire power of the Jewish leadership combined with the Roman authorities conspired to put Jesus in the tomb and the angel announces he's not here. You know how he told you over and over again in chapter after chapter, starting in chapter 16, that he was going to be killed, but he was also going to be raised. That's happened. He has been raised from the dead. Go tell his followers to get ready to meet him in Galilee. The women go to grieve for a dead friend, and instead they meet a living Savior. Jesus has conquered death. This isn't going into death and then being pulled back in a revivification. This is Jesus going into death, going all the way through it, and coming out the other side in this state that Christianity calls resurrection. This is the making new of a person. Jesus is remade because God wants to overrule the sentence that was passed against him and wants to say some other things about him, which we're about to hear. That's what resurrection is for you and me, and we need to remember that. You're not just going to be brought back from the dead. You're going to be brought through death. And into a state where you are made new. In fact, the whole universe is going to go through this resurrection. Because Jesus was able to do it, the entire universe will be able to be made new. That's what we're hoping for in the kingdom of heaven. So, the women hurry off. They tell the disciples, and the disciples go to meet Jesus in Galilee. Verse 16, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, To the mountain where jesus told them to go and when they saw them they worshiped him but some doubted then jesus came to them and said all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me therefore go make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit and teaching them to obey everything i've commanded you and surely i am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus, we call this the Great Commission, he says to his disciples, something has happened to me, something has happened to the entire universe, and therefore you have a job to do. Go tell this story, go make disciples, baptize people, turn them into followers of me. The key phrase that I wanna focus on this morning is the phrase, all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. The resurrection of Jesus means that he went through death, came out the other side, was made new, and that's going to happen for you and me. But it means something bigger than that, too. It means that Jesus has been given authority. The resurrection is the coronation of Jesus Christ. And that word authority, it has some echoes in various places in the Old Testament, probably the one that stands out the most to us and and uh, seems to have echoes in the mind of Jesus and in the life of Jesus, is found in Daniel chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. In my vision at night, I looked. And there before me was one like a son of man coming in the clouds of heaven, and he approached the ancient of days and was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory, sovereign power. All nations, peoples of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. I think of all the Old Testament passages that bear on Matthew 28, the Great Commission passage, this one probably has the most parallels, is very powerful. The Judgment Day scene, God setting up his throne, he calls judgment, and he anoints this one like the Son of Man. Jesus' favorite name for himself during his ministry was the Son of Man, and now we know why. He has given all authority, world, heaven, everything, is now answerable to Jesus Christ. What does that mean for us? It means here at the end of Matthew, Jesus is fully revealed as King of everything. Because of his resurrection, he's able to lead the universe towards resurrection. You follow him, you will go through death and out the other side into the new heaven and the new earth. Uh, He's able to make you new. He's able to make the world new. And right now, not just then in the future, but right now he is king. He has the authority right now. That's why he sends his followers out, go make disciples, baptize people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and teach them to obey the things that I've done, because I'm the king. I am the one that is ruling now, and more and more people need to rally to my banner before it is too late. Now we see all of the king imagery and all of the king language for the whole book of Matthew kind of summarized right here. Remember, way back in chapter one, Matthew starts laying the groundwork. Jesus is the king. Look, he's got the proper genealogy. He's descended from David. Uh, He is the king. Look, he's he's announced by an angel. He's given the royal name, Emmanuel, God with us. Look wise men know about him a star rises and they follow it and they bring royal gifts gold frankincense myrrh he's a king he's a king he's even the false king herod knows he's somebody he tries to kill him uh, and god saves him so again and again and again all the way through matthew's gospel we've been having this this theme building up and building up and building up and here now is the climax of this king theme. Because I died, because I was obedient to God, even through the cross, God has brought me out the other side. He has raised me up and he has crowned me with all authority in heaven and on earth. So you go and you bring people into my kingdom now. That is powerful, powerful stuff. What does this all authority mean for you and me? Sometimes we get discouraged, especially when we're tired, especially when we're isolated. Does it even make sense to try and uh, love my enemies? Does it even make sense to try and make peace? Does it even make sense to turn the other cheek when somebody hurts me or to to try and and, and not give in to my anger? Does any of this make sense? And the answer is, Jesus has been given all authority. This is the way the universe works now. A lot of people still don't accept it. A lot of people live in rebellion to it. But this is the way the universe works. Will the wicked ever be stopped from oppressing the weak and taking advantage? Yes, Jesus has been given all authority. There is nothing that can stop him from ultimately bringing about justice. Do I have hope in the face of disease and depression and even death? Yes, all authority has been given to me, Jesus says. And he he ends with this line. Remember, his name is Emmanuel, God with us, he says. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. God bless you all. Take care of each other. Bye-bye.